another well not a weekly wrap-up but just a um special type of show rather um as the title of this video or this pod suggest um i decided to take a little detour this time around and jump into something a little bit more different so this isn't your standard weekly wrap-up as you can see this is just a normal yeah, just a normal, um, normal, normal video discussion, of course. Um, please be sure to let me know if you can hear me. Um, I had a bit of a snafu last weekend. I had a sort of a tech um, mishap, actually. Um, a couple of my um, pieces of tech got shorted out last week, so... Even though I wasn't really planning on doing the show last weekend, um, a couple pieces of my tech shorted out, my camera shorted out, um, my LED light, my microphone actually shorted out too. Uh, my keyboard shorted out, but I, ironically, my mouse is still working. So I was able to order a new camera, which is what I'm on right now. Um, I was also able to retrieve an OLED light that I had, you know, taken somewhere else but luckily we weren't using it in the other spot so I was able to grab it back um, I have a little remote keyboard right here that I actually keep with me when I travel because the keyboard on my laptop is actually dead um, it got wet so I have to like disable it and yeah I mean I am actually due for a major tech overhaul anyway so this is just something to hold for the time being but honestly speaking I was probably overdue for a new um, webcam. Um, as far as the microphone, it does kind of suck that that kind of shorted out. But you know, um, I bought it on a cheap anyway. So in the grand scheme of things, I I was looking to get a new microphone anyway. Um, there's a couple of things I was planning on getting later on down the line. So definitely. Um, um, like I said, I'm due for a major tech overhaul. I'm just due for a major one. Um, if you can hear me, please let me know. Um, I was finally able to figure out why I was getting an echo here on when I stream, but I wasn't able to get it on it, but I wasn't getting the echo on anything else. So if I am coming in, clearly please let me know. I can probably check right now. So just give me a quick minute. I'm going to check in. Okay, sorry about that. I am coming in quite clear. So there's nothing I need to worry about. Everything is back to where it's supposed to be. 
so we are good to go as always be sure to like share comment and subscribe follow you know join all that stuff if you're watching me on youtube hit the subscribe button if you're watching me on facebook please be sure to follow me on facebook if you're watching me on twitch please give me a follow on twitch also you know where all my social medias are there in the description box below and all that being said let's just jump right into this thing um about maybe a week or two ago i put out a post on instagram please be sure to follow me on instagram also um i put out a post on instagram opening up the um preferably of suggestion box to you guys as to what you would like for me to talk about on the podcast rather or just talk about on the platform you know I um, opened the suggestion up to you guys whether you would like for me to do anything absolutely anything and as I was doing that as days went on I had realized that I have never it's been a, I, I actually realized a couple things I realized that it's actually been a while since I've actually talked about video games I've reviewed a few video game things here and there over the past couple of months or so you know considering that I've been playing God of War for the most part that's been the game I've really been in wrapped up in so I haven't really talked about video games at length not for a while now and I figured it would probably be an interesting idea as it says in the description box to take a stroll down memory lane and kind of go through my history as a gamer um I don't know if any other people, I don't know if any other content creators have done this before. Maybe I'm late to the party. Um, maybe they've touched on it here and there, but I don't think anyone, as far as I know, you can let me know in the comments. I don't think anyone has ever really done a deep dive on their gaming history. So I figured what it would be a nice little conversation to have. Um, some of you guys could share with me your little gaming experiences. I mean, as I said in the description box, maybe this could be a trend of some kind. Maybe content creators and not con and non content creators can, you know, share their history as video gamers. You know, video games have been around for a very long time. And if you're me, if you're a baby of the '80s, then video games were out before, you know, you were able to able even able to pick up a console or a controller. So, this is going to be practically the history of gaming of the Jack Lot Blurred. And I've been gaming for a long time. I just, like I said, I've just recently turned 39. My birthday was last month. So, I figured what a good way to look back at, well, let's say rather 34 years of gaming or however when... I ever started gaming this doesn't go into this doesn't go into like ages or anything like that so just let's just get that out of the way right now this doesn't discuss ages or anything like that but this is just a not a not so brief summary of my exposure to games and the th games I've played throughout my lifetime as of late you know my first exposure to video games was the Atari 2600 that's actually something my older brother had um I think my dad might have bought it for him. I'm, I'm not, I don't really remember what games he had for it. I just know that it was kind of short-lived. Um, I know he had it for a while, and at the time I was very young, so 
I wasn't really concerned with video games at the time. So the only thing I was really concerned with was toys. That was my thing. It wasn't until I think a Christmas, um, I don't know remember Christmas it was, but I know we, I know us as a family, me and my brothers and sisters, we were gifted the Nintendo NES. Um, we were gifted um, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, um, and at the time we were only it only came with one game. Um, that was a three in one. It was a three in one game. It consisted of Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and World Class Track Meet. Uh, the peripherals we had for it were the gun. We had the zapper, and we had a like a motion pad, Sim not that dissimilar from Dance Dance Revolution, where you could play World Class Track Meet. Uh, World Class Track Meet was the game that we didn't really play too much, but we definitely played Super Mario Brothers at great length, and Duck Hunt, and all of us played. Me, my brother, and my sisters, we've all played. Uh, we actually had that game, f we had that system for a while. That system, last, that system lasted us a long time. I currently don't know where it is now. Um, last time, last thing I remember, my younger brother had it. And I don't know if he got rid of it or what. But, you know, it's definitely something that holds a great deal of memories for us. Um, at the time, my older brother, he wasn't like a huge, huge gamer. But he played video games a lot more than the rest of us did. You know, again, we only have the Nintendo. So he definitely played it more than the rest of us. He actually had a lot more games for it than the rest of us did. Um, I only owned one game, of course. I mean, I only, I know I own a game right now for it. That's, of course, Super Mario Brothers 3 because that's my favorite game. But, you know, I've rented a lot of games for the NES at the time. Um, some of the games that I've actually played were Super Mario. I've played all three Super Mario Brothers games. Um, one because we already we had already had one. Two, I didn't really enjoy too much, but I don't know too many people that did enjoy two. Then of course it's Super Mario Brothers three. You know Super Contra three. Um, one of my friends owned that. We, I mean, where we lived, we actually had a lot of people in the neighborhood that all pretty much had an NES, so we were able to share games with each other. Um, Double Dragon two is another game I played. Wolverine. Wolverine is a game I would rent frequently back when Palmer Video was around. I'm really telling my age. Like I didn't just tell you what my age was before. Um, WrestleMania. WrestleMania was a game I, my, my best friend at the time, Kevin, had. Um, WrestleMania Challenge. That's a game I used to rent. Um, WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge. I think that might have been the first game my older brother ever bought for himself. Um, the Rocketeer. This is back when movies had tie-ins of everything, toys, um, video games, especially movies had tie-in video games, video game adaptations of that as well. Um, Ghostbusters, which is a game my older brother owned. Ghostbusters 2, which is a game I actually bought my younger brother on one of his birthdays. There was a pro wrestling game. I can't remember the name of it, but it wasn't like the mainstream um, rest, other like WWF or WCW. Um, uh, I do remember that there was a there was a wrestling man who looked a lot like the creature from the Black Lagoon. That wrestling game was actually pretty fun. I actually probably enjoyed that more than the WWF games at the time. Duck Hunt, of course, and then of course World Class Track Me. 
um, the one game that I owned as a kid that was actually mine was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. And yes, like many of you knew, I never got past the water stage. I did have a good time playing up into that stage as well. Um, but I can't tell you how many times, how much time I spent trying to beat that water stage. I think I, I think I probably, I mean, you you always have friends that game harder than you or know a lot more tricks and secrets. I think there might have been one of our friends who was able to pass that water stage, but the rest of us in the house, it, it was, no, it, it was, it was a no-go. Definitely a no-go. But the NES was definitely my first foray into video games. And even now, you know, I can't really show you right now. I own a Retron. I own a Retron 3 that allows you to play Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and Sega Genesis games. Um, me and my wife haven't touched it in a while. It's been a good while since we touched it. Um, the last thing we were playing on it was Moonwalker. I was able to get Moonwalker off of Etsy. Which, by the way, if you're ever looking for, you know, classic video games and stuff, and you don't want to hit up these spots that are, like, charging you an arm and a leg for them, Etsy is a good place to go for, like, the old school video games that you're looking for. Um, there's probably going to be a couple that I'm probably going to get off of there. I've seen a lot of, like, specially made ones also, so I might try my hand in a couple of those. We'll see. But, you know, Etsy is a good place to go as far as like looking for retro games that are not going to cost you an arm and a leg and if you don't mind waiting for it to be shipped to you. I mean, unless of course you know of a spot where you can get them at a fairly reasonable price. If you can, then just do that. That's not a big deal. Um, the first handheld we owned was the original Game Boy, of course, the big boy Game Boy. Um, we owned Tetris. I owned WWF Superstars. Which is actually one of my favorite games. Otherwise, I wouldn't have owned it. And we had a Ren and Stimpy game. I forget the actual specific name of that Ren and Stimpy game. But I remember playing that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I would definitely say Tetris is the one that we all played the most. We we, it's, we we all know at this point that Tetris is a super addicting game. It really is. So, if you had an original Game Boy and if you didn't have Tetris, you probably just didn't enjoy it. But... We all played it. Even friends of the family were getting on the game of playing Tetris. The one thing I will say, though, and you know what? I can't even blame Game Boy for that, but batteries just in general just didn't hold as much as they did. They do now. I guess the technology just got better, but I just remember batteries not holding. Well, maybe because we were on it so much. Um, of course, we usually if we were playing at home, we kept it plugged into the charger. So there's that. Um, I say the one peripheral we had for it was that gaming light that just made the screen non-functional. So, but yeah, Game Boy is definitely one that we enjoyed a lot. Um, I know I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if it got lost when we moved from our house in Newark to Montclair, but I definitely enjoyed having a lot of fun jumping on a Game Boy just to just to pass the time, of course. Um, my first exposure to 16-bit gaming was a friend of the family's who had a, who had, who had a Sega Genesis Mark One. He had his first Mark Sega Genesis, and the games he would bring over was, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog and Pat Riley's Basketball. And if you know me, then you know I'm I'm not a big fan of sports games. Sports games were never my thing, 
So I didn't really care for that. But Sonic the Hedgehog, that was right up my alley. That was my first exposure to Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, we did know people, or at least I knew someone that had a Super... Oh, I mean, yeah, I knew someone that had a Super Nintendo. In fact, my best friend at the time, Kevin, he was the first one I know that I knew that had a Super Nintendo. Um, and that was actually my first exposure to Mortal Kombat. Because, you know, where I lived as a kid, you know, arcades weren't, like, really close by. Arcades were kind of non-existent. So, you saw commercials about it. That's as far as it went. You saw commercials about it. I remember seeing commercials for it, but I didn't really know what it was. But, you know, when my friend Kevin introduced me to Mortal Kombat, I was like, this game is amazing. Um, but I never owned a Super Nintendo. For some reason, that's just not the game I gaming system I wanted to own. The Sega Genesis snatched me up. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I saw the Super Nintendo first, I mean, I probably would jump at that. But I don't know. Sega Genesis is just the one that had my heart at the time. Um, I didn't get my own Sega Genesis until we moved to Montclair. My dad bought me a Sega Genesis. The Mark II, to be exact, the Sega Genesis Mark II. As you guys know, um, the Sega Genesis had three different designs. They had the Mark I, which was the kind of longer version, the um, Mark II, which was the square version, and there was actually a Mark III, which was a much smaller version. I didn't see that until way later on in my life, the Sega Genesis Mark III. Um, and of course, that was the first gaming bundle I had because my Sega Genesis came with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, that's the game I played with for the most until I got, you know, able to, I was able to play other games, some of the other games I played. I mean, of course, if you know me, I am a big Sonic head. So, up until that point, well, all the Sega, as far as the Sega games goes, I've played all the Sonic games, well... And I've owned most of them. I've owned I've owned Sonic One, Two, and Three, Sonic and Knuckles, of course. Um, a friend of mine has Sonic Spinball, so I play that here and there. And then, of course, Sonic 3D Blast. I owned all the Mortal Kombat. Actually, no, I didn't own all the Mortal Kombat's. I owned Mortal Kombat Three, but I've played One, Two, Three, and Ultimate, of course. I do remember getting Mortal Kombat Three for Christmas, and. I remember letting my friend of mine borrow it and he exchanged it, we exchanged games here. I let him borrow Mortal Kombat 3 and he let me borrow Sonic the Hedgehog 3. So that's how I came into possession of Sonic the Hedgehog 3, but he got away with my Mortal Kombat 3. You know, so slightly fair trade, I guess. I don't know if you would call it that. Um, WWF Super WrestleMania. You know, I first played it on the Super Nintendo because my boy Kevin had it. But I was able to play the Sega Genesis version, WWF Raw, I've rented that, WWF Royal Rumble, I've rented that. Comic Zone, which is a game that my cousin bought, my cousin, one of my older cousins, got me Comic Zone for Sega Genesis. And it's actually a game I really, really enjoy. Um, I don't know if that's, if that's on any market anywhere. I doubt it is, but that's definitely a game I highly enjoy. I never beat it. I've tried hard, but I never beat it, so... Um, the Ooze, a game is a game I was just I felt like playing just because see, I wanted to see what it was like. Primal Rage, some of you guys probably remember what Primal Rage was, which is like an animal version of Mortal Kombat or a prehistoric animal version of Mortal Kombat. Batman Returns, Batman Forever, which stunk. Batman Forever stunk on Sega Genesis. Um, and Justice League Task Force, which was kind of like a prelude to Injustice. Um, 
the only peripheral I have for the Sega Genesis was like a wireless gaming controller. Um, there was a contest going on at Nickelodeon, and I had won that contest. Um, I thought I was actually getting an. I thought I had won an actual Sega Genesis, because for a while I wanted a Sega Genesis. For like for the longest time, I wanted a Sega Genesis, but I ended up winning a wireless gaming controller, which was interesting, because it was a peripheral that fit inside both slots of the Sega Genesis controller port. Um, I only it only came with one controller though. Um, I was never really interested enough in getting an extra controller. Plus, you know, it took batteries, so you know, so if you weren't careful, it would die quickly. It's something I didn't use too often. I used it here and there if I didn't feel like using a wire controller, but you know, I had three controllers essentially. I had this traditional three button Sega Genesis controller, and then I had a six button controller that I bought because I just needed one. Um that, and that's pretty much it for the Sega Genesis. I, I held on to that thing for as long as I can. In fact, I held on to the Sega Genesis for years. Um, I held on to it from the time I got it all the way up until I moved to Florida. And then when I moved to Florida, I actually ended up giving it to a friend of mine who wanted it. Um, she had wanted the Sega Genesis, and I wasn't really playing it anymore, so I gave it away. Kind of dumb on my part. I shouldn't have done that. But luckily, things like the Retron and, you know these smaller Sega Genesis, you know, replica systems have come out, which I'm not really a big fan of. I'm grateful for the fact that I was, that they were able to supply me with two Sega Genesis controllers. So I just plug them into my Retron. But as far as like the actual system itself, the only thing I don't like is the sound. If the sounds were more accurate to the original Sega Genesis, I'd be okay with it. I'd play it very often, because the game list is actually okay, but the sound is just very off, and if some if the sound is off on something, it takes me out of it. I like... Like, sound is a very big thing for me when it comes to video games, so if, it's, if it sounds off, I don't like it. Um, You know, I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, As far as the Super Nintendo is concerned, and of course, this is be from playing with friends and other people like in fact I remember there was a minute where I um I traded with someone for a little bit. You know, I let a friend of mine borrow my Sega Genesis and I borrowed a Super Nintendo. Unfortunately the only game I was able to play, play on it was Mortal Kombat 2. That's only because I think Mortal Kombat 2 is better on the Super Nintendo. Although I did enjoy it on Sega Genesis, especially with the um test modes stuff. Um but again Mortal Kombat 1, 2 and 3 I've played on the Super Nintendo. WWF Super WrestleMania because my friend Kevin. Pilot Wings, which is a game I didn't really get into. Super Mario World, Super Mario All-Stars, which I really enjoyed. I should actually look for Super Mario World. I mean, Super Mario All-Stars. That actually would be kind of ancient, cool to have, so I gotta probably look for that one. And of course, Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct is definitely a game I really enjoyed too. As a matter of fact, my boy Paris, he owned a Super Nintendo, so oftentimes I'll play games over his house. Um, But... Yeah, those are my exposure to the 16-bit. It was a good time for gaming, but as I said, I was a Super Sega Genesis fan. So, that's what I stuck with up until I gave it away. Um, my first exposure to the next-gen consoles, which were, of course, the PlayStation 1, the Sega Saturn, and, of course, the N64. I owned the PlayStation 1. Um, I got it for Christmas of, I think, the Christmas of 90... It might have been the Christmas of 95. I think Christmas 95 is when 
I was gifted with a PlayStation. Um, at the time, it was funny because at the time, my mom believed that, you know, if if the PlayStation was in my possession, I would spend too much time playing with it. So I was only allowed to play it on the weekends. And at the time, I would rent a game and I would play it on the weekends and then come Sunday night, it would go back in our closet. That only lasted for like maybe a year, maybe a little bit less than that, because after a while, I just started hanging on to it because I didn't play it as long. I didn't really, I didn't really play the PlayStation as much during the week. I usually wait until the weekend to play it, honestly, because I was so busy with everything else. Um, but as far as the games that I've played on the PlayStation, and there's a lot of games I've played on the PlayStation. Um, WDF WrestleMania, the arcade game. Um, and a lot of these are games that I just rented or owned. Um, Battle Arena Toshinden, I own those. One, two, and three. Two is my favorite, of course. Um, Tekken, one, two, and three. I've owned all three. Rival Schools, which is just one of my favorite games. That was a Christmas gift. Um, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, that was the game I actually got when I got the first place, when I got PlayStation the first time. Um, just coming back to the sound thing. Um, some of the songs from Mortal Kombat Trilogy were an octave lower, such as the, you know, intro music, the character select screen, the um, battle plan um, screen, um, some of the songs and stuff. But I, I got a lot of play out of Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Me and my boy Paris, we've got a hell of a lot of play out of Mortal Kombat Trilogy. In fact, I missed that game. I really miss Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I, th I think, if anything, and yes, I know there's been a lot of remasters of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. I own the HD collection of Mortal Kombat um, um, for PlayStation 3. But I would really love for them to remaster Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Or at least just give us an HD version of Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I would love for them to do that. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Um, Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha you know at the time I didn't really know too much about you know all these different companies except for the major ones so when I saw a 3D version of Street Fighter I just jumped on it you know I enjoyed it I didn't realize it was it was a collaboration between Capcom and Arica. Um, but I had fun with it I had fun with Street Fighter EX me and my cousin Paris we spent a lot of time on Street Fighter EX it was a good play Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero you know wanted to explore the side scrolling side of Mortal Kombat. It was okay. I've beaten it, but after a while, I just didn't play it too much anymore. Um, WWF SmackDown holds a special place in my heart because it was the first game I ever bought with my own money. Um, I know I've mentioned other games before, but this is later on in life, you know. But when I got to high school, um, I Right as soon as I started high school, I had gotten a job. Um, the place, the school, I was I was working at a school. It was a son of it was kind of a Montessori school. Me and my cousin worked there during the summer, helping them move around, you know, pr practically move around furniture within the school building so they can clean up. Um, one like one summer, they just asked us if you would like to work for this work for the out of school program, and I said yeah. You know, I was a freshman in high school. It was my first official job. I was making eight dollars an hour. So yes, I don't really have any responsibilities. Of course, I'll do it. So that was my first job right in high school, and 
like I said, SmackDown was the first actual game I ever bought myself with my own money. It was the first game I ever bought. So SmackDown, WWF SmackDown holds a special place in my heart because again, it's the first game I ever bought with my own money. And I, it was off to the it was off to the races after that. Um, and I played that a lot. I played SmackDown a lot, a lot. You know, because up until that point, I wasn't really playing any wrestling games. So, SmackDown, you know, I think all of us, you know, when SmackDown dropped, everybody, every one of us had it. All of us had SmackDown. We all got it. So, um, where was I? Where was I? Yeah, so SmackDown was the first game I ever bought for myself. Um, Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22 was the first import game I ever bought for myself. Um, it's funny because I got Ultimate Battle 22 from the same place I bought SmackDown. Um, there was actually, there was a video game store right down here in Bloomfield on Broad Street. If you live here in New Jersey, if you live anywhere close to Bloomfield, then some of you know exactly what place I'm talking about. Um, they did repairs, they sell games, all that stuff. You know, your standard issue video game store. Um, I bought Ultimate, I bought Ultimate Battle 22 from them because this is back when I really started getting into Dragon Ball Z, so... Um, I've realized I was able to find a game and I was able to and um, it was off to the race from there and then of course right after that I picked up Dragon Ball Z the great Dragon Ball Legends which is again one of my favorite games of the PlayStation era as far as like Dragon Ball Z games it's probably the best one out there then of course there's Dragon Ball Final Bout which I realized came out before here in America um, again I just wasn't really privy to Dragon Ball Z at the time or Dragon Ball at the time. In fact, that summer was a really fun summer because that's when I got like super, super heavy into Dragon Ball Z. Um, my younger sister had a guy that liked her at the time and he was like super into Dragon Ball Z. So he used to let me borrow like the movies on VHS. So I would sit and watch them. Not really, not really, really fully understanding what was going on. My exposure to Dragon Ball Z before that was when it used to come on like early, early in the morning on like at like six o'clock on Channel Eleven, and that's of course when it always just went up to Frieza, always went up to the Frieza saga. So I knew about it then, and then of course if you were me, you used to get the gaming magazines, whether it was Game Pro, Electronic Gaming Monthly, you know things like that. Um, you would see the. Um, what do, what, do you, what do you call that mess? You used to see the um, little catalog in the back of the gaming magazine where you can buy like all these different things and they always had a page that had Dragon Ball C action figures down there. And I used to see them all the time in the back, but I didn't really know what they were about. I've heard about Dragon Ball Z in passing here and there, but I didn't really, I didn't get into Dragon Ball Z until it hit Cartoon Network. That's when I really got into it. You know, when, well, rather... When they, when they announced that they were going to be airing the remainder of the series on Cartoon Network. That's when I really got heavy into it. Um, so, I believe Dragon Ball Final Ball came out, like, in 97. I think that's when it came out. Like, it came out in 97. Um, and, you know, I was in middle school at the time. So, I didn't really know about it like that too tough. So... You know, there's that. But out of the three Dragon Ball Z games, the great Dragon Ball Legends is definitely the best one. Um, 
the amount of PlayStation demo discs that I had, of course, when I got the PlayStation, you know, I had Mortal Kombat trivia, and plus I had a demo disc. So I was able to get a taste of a whole bunch of different games at the time, too, between Jet Moto, um, oh my God, there's so many, Crash Bandicoot, um, so many others, like, so many demo discs I've gotten over the years, like, you know, I've got my first taste of Intelligent Cube, which I own now, which is a fun game, Tekken 2, my, you know, just things like that, and, um, I had a lot of, I really had a lot of fun with the PlayStation, I had a lot of fun with that system, actually, now that I think about it now, and that's what solidified me as a PlayStation head, from the rest of, for, up until now, I've always been a Sony guy, um, Mortal Kombat 4, which had better FMVs as opposed to the arcade ones. I would really like for them to re re-release that for the PlayStation Network. I don't I think I've heard things where they've done it before, but only for a short period of time. But I would love for them to, you know, re-release Mortal Kombat 4. Actually, I mean I'll get to that later, but you know, I actually enjoyed Mortal Kombat 4. I know a lot of people didn't, but I did. Um Resident Evil 1 and 2. I remember running Resident Evil and me and my boy Paris playing it in the dark at home. You know. I thought Resident Evil was cool, but I love Resident Evil 2 more. Of course. Resident Evil 2 is definitely more is one of my favorites within that era. Final Fantasy 7. Of course, that's a game that I jumped on. It was the first Final Fantasy game I've ever played. And I just fell in love with it. I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, Street Fighter Alpha. Super Puzzle Fighter 2. Me and Paris, like a lot of these games on this list are kind of games that me and my cousin Paris played over the weekend. Um, Gem Fighter, X Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter, Mega Man X 5 and 6, Mega Man Legends, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, Bloody Roar 2, which I re downloaded, which I was able to download again onto the PlayStation 3, Bushido Blade, Independence Day, Jackie Chan Stuntmaster. And there's probably a lot more games on the PlayStation that I play that I just can't remember off the top of my head. But these are the ones that I, that stick out to me the most. Um, the only peripherals I had, of course, after after getting you know Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22, the great Dragon Ball Legends, and of course Final Bout, I was only able to pay them through the use of a mod chip. And I've heard people talk about that stuff before. But... You know the the fact that I had to have one of those in order to play it, you know, open my open my open doors up to many other things. I was able to download like cheats and stuff for all the other games that I was that I had and stuff, and it just went off the rails from there. And then of course I had purchased some DualShock controllers. Um, if you guys remember, the original PlayStation had the standard PlayStation controller. Um, I'd say maybe about a year or two later, they introduced us to the DualShock controllers. Because at the time, the N64 had had controllers which came with the rumble pack. So you can feel the action as you play it. You know, PlayStation was like, we got to get in on this. So they introduced the DualShock controllers. I believe, I think I bought two. I think I owned one. And then I bought a second one just because. So, and there was that. So those are the only peripherals I have for the PlayStation. Um, of course... Jumping out to staying on PlayStation train, I I owned a PlayStation 2. Interestingly enough, my younger brother got a PlayStation 2 before I did. Um, he had gotten PlayStation 2 along with Tekken Tag Tournament and um, Street Fighter EX3. 
it's interesting thinking about it now I didn't include arcade games on this list because there's definitely a lot of arcade games that I was that I really enjoyed and if I can date back if I can think back you know real quick before continuing on with this list you know there weren't too many arcades you know where I lived in Newark of course like I said arcades were few and far between so you have to like travel a great distance just to you know get in on the um, arcade scene um, I remember one year when we went to Great Adventures um, they had arcade you know Great Adventures had arcades there so I was like the one of the first arcade games I was able to play was Terminator 2 Judgment Day the arcade game I had a lot of fun with that um, when we moved to Montclair um, there was a store across the street from us that was a deli and they used to have a couple of arcade systems in there too that I think they had Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six or something like that and they used to have a game in there called Marshall Champion you know which is of course one of the Street Fighter clone games and stuff but I thought it was actually pretty cool um, it wasn't until later on and I think this was before the PlayStation even dropped it's before the PlayStation even dropped um, our arcades opened up down the street from us called Game World and trust me I was there quite often even when I didn't have money I would just go there just to watch other people play you know that's when I think that's when I got my f was that when I got my first exposure to Mortal Kombat 2 yes that was my first exposure to Mortal Kombat 2 that was my f like I, I got a lot of exposure to a lot of games down there Mortal Kombat 2 Primal Rage Darkstalkers X-Men vs. Street Fighter um so many games I got introduced to down you know while while um you know, living up the street from the arcade, and I, I mean, I forgot to mention that Street Fighter, the movie, the game is a game I've also played on the PlayStation. Also, um, I've played that um, Gex One, Two, and Three, which, but if you've seen me post up on social media before, then you know that I feel like it's time for Gex to make a comeback. Um, um, one Gex is one of the many fourth wall breaking characters in video games. And especially with how social media is right now, I think it would be prime for the character of Gex to make a comeback. Either with a reboot of some sort or like a sequel. More than likely a reboot. I think that'd be that would be dope to play. That would be dope. Um a big but again, you know, right after that, like I mentioned before, my younger brother got a PlayStation 2 before I did. So at this at that time I had, you know, relocated to Florida and um I was down there for a minute. Um I just I was still rocking my PlayStation. I was still rocking that. Um, you know, I bought some other games with it for that as well. That's when I got, you know, Soul Soul Edge or Soul Blade. I spent a lot of time playing with that and a whole bunch of other games as well. And it's crazy though, because um when I moved to Florida and I brought my games down I still feel like those games were stolen, but a lot of the games that I owned before I moved down there, I felt like were stolen when I moved down there. Um, Rival Schools, um, Soul, Soul Edge, Soul Blade, um, just a couple of, of other games that I owned that were gone. Um, Typhoon, Wrath of the Tiger was a game I used to, I used to own. You know, so a lot of those games just disappeared. I mean, all three of the Dragon Ball Z games, they were gone too. So... Yeah, like I said, I feel like those games were stolen. You know, I probably could have did a better job of packing them, but 
I never got around to getting those games again. Save for rival schools, I was able to buy that back again. Um, and Soul Edge, I was able to buy, buy that back again also. But over time, I was able to buy the, all the other games that I ever wanted. And at that point, I was past that point. So I was, and I was focused on the PlayStation 2. So, you know, I was able to finally get the PlayStation 2. But ironically, I bought a couple of games for the PlayStation 2 before I even got the system. Um, Dragon Ball Z Budokai was the, one of the games I bought for the PlayStation 2, even though I didn't own the system yet. Only because this was like, this when, like if you guys were around around that time, then you know how much of a big deal Dragon Ball Z Budokai was. Because it was finally an official licensed American game of Dragon Ball Z for the PlayStation. Everybody and their mother was talking about it. Um, it's around this time, of course, that um, they released like a couple of Dragon Ball Z games for Game Boy Advanced or Game Boy Color, which one, one, one of the Game Boys that was around that time. So Legacy of Goku had come out then. I had never played Legacy of Goku, but like everybody, everybody was waiting for Dragon Ball Z Budokai. I remember people... That's all people could talk about at school. I remember people were saying, I can't wait for school to get out so I can go to GameStop and pick that game up. Um, like I said, I I got Dragon Ball Z Budokai. My boy Andy and his brother, they got Dragon Ball Z Budokai. It, it was amazing. It was just amazing. And of course, I've owned all the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games. Dragon Ball Z Budokai 1, 2, and 3. Um, I've even owned the Budokai Tenkaichi series. 1, 2, and 3. Um, I've played Infinite Worlds, but I never owned it. Um, and in, in hindsight, I should have bought that one. I only rented it, but I should have bought it. But, you know, it is what it is, of course. Um, all the next-gen Mortal Kombat games, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, Deception, and Armageddon, I've owned all three. I feel like I want to say I enjoyed Deadly Alliance more, even though I never really got everything for it, but um, Mortal Kombat Deception, I completed that game, like, fully. And, in my own crazy head, I got bored with it, so I traded that in to get Mortal Kombat Armageddon. No, I just traded it in. I don't even know why I traded it in for. I just traded it in. Um, and of course, Shaolin Monks, which is, again, at boom, the fans want it. They want a a re-release or a remaster or sh either a re-release or remaster or a sequel to Shaolin Monks the fans want it it was the best adventure you know eventual Mortal Kombat game to come out there you can easily do a sequel make it take place between Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3 I know we kind of technically got that with Mortal Kombat 2011 but it's not the same feeling you know, so either give us a remaster of Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks or give us a sequel. The fans want it. The industry's needed. Okay. Um, Tekken, Tekken, of course, Tekken Tag, Tekken 4, and Tekken 5. Um, Tekken 4, Tekken 5 actually was the first Tekken... That, that was the first collector's edition I ever bought. Um... You know, at the time, of course, I mean, there was arcades there, but they, they weren't really, like, packing too, too, too much. So, this is around a time where reserving, you know, your copy of a game became, was, like, really big. At least where I, in, in, in 
during my time. You know, that's when reserving a game, the collector's edition, or anything of that sort was really, 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 really big. Um, my boy, and um, my boy EJ, he did that quite often. I think at a, I think for a while he worked at EB Games. He worked there, so he had the inside scoop. So, excuse me. So, yeah, Tekken Five was the first collector's edition. I, I bought the Tekken Five Anniversary Collection. It came with the the game, an arcade, an uh, anniversary arcade stick, and a case where you could put all your Tekken games in. I had to have that because it's Tekken. I was a Tekken head since Tekken Two, so. Needless to say, I own that. And not only that, but I also had, like I mentioned before, Street Fighter EX3 and the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection. And then, of course, with that, I was able to, I also got the Street Fighter Anniversary Gaming Controller, which was the Ken Masters version. Um, my boy EJ had the Akuma version. So, of course, that sat in the box on the shelf. I've, I've pulled it out a few times just to play with it, but for the most part, it sat in the shelf. Um... And of course, you know, the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection came with Super Street Fighter, no, I believe Hyper Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, which is, I think pe people are now realizing how goaded Street Fighter 3 Third Strike is. So there's that. In fact, at the time when I was in college down there, until all the other new games came out, it was either Tekken 5. Or, or Tekken 4 or Tekken Tag and Street Fighter or Third Strike Street Fighter 3. Everybody was on that. It, that was the game to play in the NDM gaming room. Rise to Honor the Jet League game. Um, I remember wanting that so bad and then when I got it, I enjoyed it for the time being, but after a while, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was able to give that to our friend. Um, Def Jam Fight for New York. Um, I had never played Jeff Am Def Jam Vendetta. I knew people who did. I think my boy EJ had it. But everybody was talking about Death Jam 5 for New York. And, you know, I said, like, you know what? Let me just pick this game up. I did. And that actually might have been the first game I sat up playing from night until morning. Like, I just could not put it down. I just played that thing the whole night through. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit crazy. Um, Batman Begins, you know, that's when they were still doing games that tied into the movie. I still say that the Batman Begins game is the, definitely the precursor to the Arkham series. It definitely is because it, it follows a lot of the same beats as the Arkham series. It's just not as polished as the Arkham series is, but I definitely enjoyed the Batman Begins game. Um, the Matrix games, Enter the Matrix, of course, because it's the Matrix and I'm a Matrix head. Um, I did enjoy it, but at the end of the day, it's really just a tie-in. It's Matrix, it's the Matrix Reloaded, that even part two, it's the Matrix Reloaded, you know, side story, essentially. It's the Matrix Reloaded side story, so. Um, but then, years later, we got the Matrix Path of Neo, which I really wish they would just remaster that game, too. Like, I would, if they've remastered that game, if they remastered the Matrix Path of Neo, and, and I think the thing that killed me the most about the Matrix games, Enter the Matrix, and Matrix Path of Neo, was the fact that this is on the PlayStation 2. You know, Tekken Tag, the graphics for Tekken Tag on PlayStation 2 were phenomenal, way better than what we had in the arcade. And you mean to tell me that you couldn't really clean these graphics up 
for a game based on the Matrix. But needless to say, I had a lot of fun playing the Matrix Path of Neo. Um, I doubt we'll ever get a remaster, but I hope they will. I really hope at some point they will remaster that game. We were supposed to get a new Matrix game, but I think they got they got canceled. But, you know, it's such a sad sight to see. Superman Returns because, you know, I'm a Batman head. I'm a Batman head at heart, but I just was looking for a Superman game to play. And ironically, the Superman Returns game is actually pretty good with the things you can do. It's actually really, really enjoyable. Of course, I spent a lot of my time flying because that's one of my favorite superpowers. So, Superman Returns to Game, I felt like was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing that. Um, Guitaro Man, I got introduced that to my boy EJ. I thought it was a pretty good game. You know, that's, you know, this is when the birth of like the button timing things, you know, were coming to play. Of course, we had it with Parappa the Rapper, of course, for the PlayStation. But this is when it really got big. Parappa the, I mean, Parappa the Rapper, Guitaro Man, Mad Maestro, things like that. Um, then, of course, you know, Rock Band or Guitar Hero. That's when it really, really, really came into play. Those are games I never really played. Never really got into Guitar Hero or Rock Band and stuff like that. But I know a lot of other people did. Um, Justice League Heroes, I enjoyed it. It was almost like the DC version of X-Men Legends. Which is also actually a real fun game, too. X-Men Legends, I enjoyed it. I never played it on the PlayStation, though. I played it on the Xbox. Um, my boy EJ, he's a guy, he was a guy that had all the systems, you know, he had the, the PS1, PS2, he had the Xbox, Xbox 360, um, Dreamcast, he had all of them, and a lot of peripherals that came with it, he had them, so, my exposure to Xbox was a lot more through him than anybody else, um, Soul Calibur 2 and 3, Soul Calibur 2 is one of my favorites, is one of my favorites throughout the whole series, um, I'm mad at myself for not jumping on it when they released an HD version of it online for PS3. I should have jumped on it when I had a chance, and I don't know why I did, and now I can't even get it anymore. So, that sucks for me. And then, of course, you know, Soul Calibur 3, which I didn't even know was going to make it until it released, and then I ran to the store to go get it. <laughs> um, then, of course, Twisted Metal Black. Twisted Metal Black, you know, is a, is a big favorite of mine. I love Twisted Metal Black. Um, I have it again on the PlayStation 3, which I'm going to get to in a minute, but, you know, and like I said, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of games that I'm probably missing, only because those games weren't as big to me, you know, then, so that's probably why I'm not thinking it. Enigma, what is going on? Raiding and running? That's what I'm talking about. Um, and as I mentioned before, the peripherals I had for the PlayStation 3, I mean, PlayStation 2 were, of course, the Tekken R. Um, Tekken Anniversary Arcade Stick. Um, then, of course, the um, Street Fighter Anniversary Ken Masters Controller. I didn't really buy too many peripherals for the PlayStation um, 2. You know, but at the same time, I didn't really need them. Like, it's still... PlayStation 2 is still considered one of the best-selling consoles of this generation. And rightfully so. Like, you gotta figure the PlayStation 2 dropped in 2000. And... We didn't get PlayStation 3 until... PlayStation 3 until it drop, didn't drop until, like, what, 2005, 6? Play, yeah, PlayStation 3 dropped out in 2006. So you got to get from 2000 to 2006, we had a good run with PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2. So, you know, and it fulfilled all of our needs, so there's not really too much to worry about. Um, 
But needless to say, I did get a PlayStation 3, of course. I got a PlayStation 3 without question. And the PlayStation 3 holds a special place in my heart because that is the first console I ever bought for myself. Um, while I've been, while I was able to buy games for myself, the PlayStation 3 was the first console that I ever bought for myself. Um, and yes, I did, I did pay that, I did pay, pay that high price for the PlayStation 3 because I had the original. I had the PlayStation 3 Mark 1. I had the Fat Boy. That means I had the backwards compatibility, internet access, wireless internet access, all that stuff. I had it all. And trust me when I say it, I, I, I miss my Fat Boy. I miss my PlayStation 3 Fat Boy so much. I miss it. Um, I, um, I held on to that thing for as long as I could. I really did. Um, I actually, I actually traded in my PlayStation Two for the PlayStation Three. I didn't get much for it, you know. I still ended up paying six hundred dollars for the PlayStation Three, which is ironic, considering that I still don't have a PlayStation Five yet, and the PlayStation Five is significantly cheaper than the PlayStation Three, especially at launch. But I'll get to that a little bit later. But I have the PlayStation Three Fat Boy which is one of my favorite systems. So, of course, all the games that I had for the PlayStation 1 and 2, I had those coupled with the games I have for the PlayStation 3. Um, in fact, the first game I bought for the PlayStation 3 was Spider-Man 3. Uh, of course, if you guys remember, you know, one of the biggest marketing campaigns for the PlayStation 3 was the release of Spider-Man 3, because, as a matter of fact, both the first, both PlayStation 3, the Fat Boy, had the same fonting or the same typeface as Spider Man. It had the same typeface as Spider Man. So that was the big marketing point that they had for it. So, um, and Spider Man 3, Spider Man 3 was actually really good. I actually enjoyed the Spider Man 3 game. I had, I, I, I liked it a lot. And that was my first Spider Man game. I never owned any of the PlayStation Spider Man games. Um, I've played Spider Man 1 and 2, but Spider Man 3. I just felt compelled to get it. I don't know why. I just felt compelled to get it. So there's that. I so I I had the Spider-Man three game. Um, I, of course I of course have to get my Dragon Ball Z fix. So I had Dragon Ball Z, um, Burst Limit, and of course the Dragon Ball Z Budokai HD collection, which I still have. Um. I didn't get Xenoverse until way later on down the line because I was kind of Dragon Ball Z out as far as video games is concerned. But um, I did get Xenoverse. I never finished Xenoverse. It seemed like there was a lot going on for me to handle. So um, Soul Calibur 4, which next to 2 is one of my favorite ones. Next to Soul Calibur 2, Soul Calibur 4 is one of my favorites, especially with the character creation. As far as character creation is concerned, as far as fighting games is concerned, I think Soul Calibur 4 takes first place. The amount of characters I've created in Soul Calibur 4 is ridiculous. I've created He-Man, Skeletor, the White Ranger, the Green Ranger, the Pink Ranger, Bruce Wayne, Sonic, Shadow, Michael Jackson, Afro Samurai, Hercules, Xena. I have created so many characters. Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Raiden. I've created so many characters in Soul Calibur 4, it's not even funny. I, th I don't think any other created character um, mode in any fighting game tops Soul Calibur 4. Not to mention the fact that we gotten 
Darth Vader, Yoda, and Starkiller as guest characters. Shoot, I might play that at some point later on. I don't know yet. I don't know. I have to jump back into that. But, you know, Soul Calibur 4. This is, of course, where we get introduced to the Arkham series for Batman. So, I got in Batman Arkham Asylum. Which, I wasn't I wasn't planning on getting Arkham Asylum. I don't, I, I don't know why, but I wasn't really interested in Arkham Asylum. I was For some reason, I wasn't interested in a Batman game. And then I... And then... One of my boys just told me to go get it, and you know, at the time, you know, at the time there weren't any video stores around, so I couldn't rent it. You know, that's kind of when, to a degree, video stores, video stores, kind of phased out. At the time, at least in my area, they kind of phased out, so you had no other choice but to, but to buy the game. I don't remember if there was actually a demo for it, but. I remember buying Arkham Asylum and then I just ended up getting really into it. I think I played it one time a little bit. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I just decided to just sit and dedicate time to playing the game. And then it's like, oh my god, this is fun. And then of course that led me to that led me to get Arkham City, which is still one of my favorites. I think Arkham City might be my favorite out of the series. I like Arkham Knight just for the mechanics and the design and the aesthetic of it all, but Arkham City is definitely one of my favorite ones out of the series. Arkham Origins, of course, I I, I got Arkham Origins because I had to get Arkham Origins. I was already hooked into the Arkham series at this point. And of course, it's not as polished as the other Arkham games because it's done by WB Montreal, but I think we all can agree that the saving grace are really the only highlights. Excuse me. Aside from some of the DLC, one of the highlights of the Arkham Origins game is the boss fight with Deathstroke. That is the only thing I'll play if I ever just go back to play it. I'll, I'll only play that. Like, I think I started New Game Plus, and I only did that just so I could play against Deathstroke because that's the only that's you you can see videos up on YouTube of people literally talk saying that that's the only really the only saving grace of the game the story in itself is actually pretty good especially what they do with the joker and what they did with bane but it's the it's the boss fight with deathstroke that is the really the best part of the game i remember i remember playing it first and not mind dying because like listen i'll keep dying just to keep playing this i don't care i really love the boss fight with deathstroke um um blast blue Calamity Trigger, I don't, I, I don't know what compelled me to play that, and I don't remember if I borrowed it for somebody, or I don't, I don't even remember if I was doing GameFly. Still, I don't think I was doing GameFly at the time. I, I don't know how I got in, came into possession of Blast Blue, but I found it interesting. It's a pretty interesting game. Like, you know, I don't really have the time to really dedicate to it, like the Blast Blue or Guilty Gear, you know, those type of games. But I think those are I think those games are very aesthetically pleasing. The story's kinda interesting, but I don't know, just not enough for me to be super invested in it. Maybe later on down the line, if I really need something to play, maybe I'll give those things a look again. But I didn't blow Blast Blue Calamity Trigger. I didn't enjoy that. 
of course I had to get my Mortal Kombat fix so I have Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe which was actually kind of the start of something good but had it not been for those horrible fatalities the game could have been top notch because the story the story was actually pretty good but the game just the and the gameplay was pretty okay but those fatalities were just really bad and the fact that it had a team rating on it for a game about Mortal Kombat no good just no good it did give us it did lead us to something better later on down the line that is of course when Midway you know shut down and was rebranded as NetherRealm Studios so we were able to get you know Mortal Kombat 9 or Mortal Kombat 2011 which is pretty much a soft reboot of Mortal Kombat and of course I had to jump on that bandwagon out of all the out of the games of the new Mortal Kombat trilogy I think it's unanimously, unanimously decided that Mortal Kombat 2011 is the best of the series and while I do enjoy Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 11 you know the replay value of Mortal Kombat 2011 is is, is just there there's, there's, there's just a great deal of replay value in it so um and I mentioned before that I had the um um, Mortal Kombat HD collection, which of course consists of Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, the arcade ports of it, the arcade versions of them, so anytime I feel like just playing some old school Mortal Kombat, I just jump back into those, you know, so. And as I mentioned before, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe was kind of an impetus for the Injustice game, which is of course done by NetherRealm Studios, which is, you know, their own storyline based on the DC comics which of course sees Superman become a ruthless dictator after the death of Lois and his unborn child definitely interesting stuff very compelling I enjoyed the game a lot you know I enjoy, I enjoy the Injustice series I know a lot of people think it's kind of contrived but I really enjoyed the Injustice series and I really enjoyed Injustice too um Ghostbusters the video game which we which a lot of us waited a lifetime for as a matter of fact I remember and this was at the time when I was getting Game Informer. Game Informer. I was getting Game Informer coming into the mail. And I remember I remember hearing about it. I remember seeing like production stills or mock-ups of what the Ghostbusters would look like. And it had them that I remember it had them in this like this military gear with big guns and like it was a um Dodge Charger but painted like the Ecto one. I was like, that's rather interesting. But then I remember that issue of Game Informer coming home and seeing the big... Do I even have it somewhere? Matter of fact, I even got it somewhere. Hold on. Hopefully this cord stretches far enough. Yep, there it is. See, if you were... If you were... If you were collecting Game Informer... Whoops. If you were collecting Game Informer, then you most likely remember this. You remember this cover of Game Informer with the big Ghostbusters logo on it. And as I said, I remember coming home and both of my brothers, both of my brothers had it there and they were looking at it and the first thing I said was like, oh shit, here we go. This is it. And I must have looked through this thing all day. I must have literally looked through this thing all day. As soon as I got home, just looking at all the production stills, looking at them right now. And when it finally came out, um, if I'm not mistaken, it released in 1990, 1990, wow. I remember it dropping in 2009. 
um, for some reason, there's a lot of places where I couldn't get it. I forgot. I think I. I forgot where I ordered it from. Um, I forgot where I ordered the game from, but um, it might have been from Walmart or something like that. But I remember ordering Ghostbusters the video game, and that was it. The rest was history. You know, I would play it. My younger brother would play it. By the t by that time, at that time, my older brother wasn't into video games anymore. He had given up on video games, but he was sitting and watch us play. You know, it it was a blast. Um, Mortal Kombat, I mean, Ghostbusters the video game was just a blast to play. Um, I did download, I guess, the pseudo-sequel to it, which is The Sanctum of Slime, which I think was free on the PlayStation Network. That was more like a uh, X-Men Legends type of gameplay. I didn't really enjoy that too much, so I played it like maybe a couple times and then that was it. I just got rid of it. I didn't like it. Um, Twisted Metal. 2012 for the PlayStation 3, which is a more self-contained um, version of the game. It was cool, but I was expecting a little bit more from it. I believe there was supposed to be a sequel, but I don't know what happened with it. Um, of course, my Tekken fix, Tekken 6, Tekken Tag 2, and of course Tekken Revolution, which Tekken Revolution was free. I enjoyed Tekken 6. The story mode I thought was interesting because it focused more, mostly on Lars and um, Alyssa, but I didn't go back to it much after a while. I did play here and there. Um, I did play Tekken 6 here and there after that, but, you know, yeah, yeah, so. When it, when it comes to fighting games for me, I usually have one mission. If it's a fighting game that has endings, like cinematic endings, that's my main goal, to get all the endings. To, it, my, my goal is to practically get all the unlockables. That's my usual goal. So, for, especially when it comes to fighting games, that's my goal. Um, Of course, my Street Fighter fix, I got the HD um version of um Third Strike, um, Puzzle Fight, the HD version of Super Puzzle Fighter 2, because that's just a game that you just have to have Time Crisis 4 and Time Crisis Raging, Raging Storm on um, Blade Raising Storm is a comp is a dual combo game. Um again of course for the PlayStation 3 I didn't own too many peripherals so I didn't have any of the guns. I didn't really I didn't get into the PlayStation Move on um, movement. I didn't get into the PlayStation Move. I thought about it a lot. I was really considering getting the PlayStation Move, but I just never did. I just never bought the bullet. Um Marvel vs. Capcom, which is of course Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and of course Marvel vs. Capcom Origins, which is a bundle of Marvel vs. Capcom and of course Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. No, my mistake. It's Marvel Super Heroes and then Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. Uh, or excuse me, Marvel vs. Capcom. But, you know, I did I did I was I did purchase Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, um, which I need to need need to find again because I never finished it. Um, I did jump into the little battle royale they had on Pla PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I played it like once, beat it one time. I haven't really gotten back to it. Um, as I mentioned before, Super Puzzle Fighter Two HD, um, Asher's Wrath, which is a which is a very phenomenal game. It's a really fun game. Um. Super Street Fighter 4. Um, I gotten Street Fighter 4. I got Super Street Fighter 4. 
Um, and I just kept it going because they kept adding characters. Um, Mirror's Edge, which is one of the earlier PlayStation 3 games that I played. Um, I enjoyed that game a great deal. Um, the fact that it was, it was like a um, parkour free-running game, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I never played the sequel, um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I never played that, but I enjoyed Mirror's Edge a great deal. I own, I own it, of course. Um, WWE 14, this is when I decided to get back into the wrestling game game. You know, I played it here and there, but I realized I think I'm past the point of really jumping into a wrestling game. Um, you know, back during SmackDown days, it was different, but, you know, I haven't played a wrestling game since, like, SmackDown... SmackDown 2, maybe? Or SmackDown Just Bring It? It's been, like... I didn't really play a lot of wrestling games during the PlayStation 2 era. I didn't really play a lot of them. But, you know, I tried to get back into it with WWE 14. Um... Final Fantasy 15, which I'm probably going to get back into. Again, that was me trying to get back into the Final Fantasy game. You know, I haven't played Final Fantasy since, like, 10. I did 10. So, when I saw what 15 looked like, I was like, you know what? I'll jump back into it now. It might be... It's like, it's time for me to jump back into the Final Fantasy um, um genre again, so... And, um... As I mentioned before, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, you know. So, I did get a great deal of gameplay out of my PlayStation 3, but the, what, what, again, like I said before, what sold me on it, especially the fact that it was the backwards compatibility, the fact that I could play all of my games on one system, say, put my memory card saves onto my PlayStation 3. Like, I, I couldn't have asked for anything else. And then... The yellow light of death happened. As you guys are probably aware of, you know, there was a period during the third gen of gaming where the gaming consoles were just susceptible to just failure. PlayStation 3 had the yellow light of death, and Xbox, I believe Xbox 3, I think, yeah, I think the Xbox 360 had the red ring of death. That symbolized that your system was was dying essentially i remember i remember being over my boy paris's house and you know one one thing we were we were playing the game the next thing i know i go to turn on the system it's a yellow light and i for the life of me couldn't figure out what was going on now luckily the video game store that was here in bloomfield was able to fix it for me but i had caught the yellow light of death like what three or four times I caught the yellow light of death and I was just like wow what is going on so um the very last time I caught the yellow light of death um I looked up ways that I could fix it and cause like it it, it got hit pretty early and this was when I was transitioning from moving from one spot to another um I want to say I caught the yellow light of death like maybe three or four times because the first time I caught it, I paid to get it fixed. The second time I caught it, he fixed it because it was within warranty. So I was able to, he was able to fix it then. I think the third time, he fixed it one last time. And then the fourth time, I couldn't get it fixed because 
he had this, this video game store down here. I shut down, and I'm so mad that he shut down. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me take that back. The first time I took it to the video game store, he fixed it. And I took it back to him again. He fixed it because it was still under warranty. The third time, I took it somewhere to like another city to have it fixed, like Hawthorne, New Jersey, and he fixed it. And then after that, I got hit with it one more time, and I was like, this this is it. So this was back in 2009. This was back in 2009. So I said, I have no other choice. So I purchased this PS3 Slim. I purchased a Slim and I fixed my fat boy just enough thanks to, thanks to the internet I was able to get it running just enough to transfer all of my data that was on my fat boy onto my Slim and after that I got rid of it you know you can tell that I really enjoyed the Fat Boy. I don't know too many people that didn't enjoy the Fat Boy. Just the design of the PS3 Mark One was so sleek. It was huge. It was heavy. Don't get me wrong, but just the just the way it was designed, I really enjoyed it. You know, and unfortunately, the new the PS3 Slims didn't allow for backwards compatibility. So. A lot of the old games that I have, my PlayStation 2 games and PlayStation 3 games, PlayStation 1 games, I ended up giving away because I couldn't play them anymore. At the time, I wasn't, I wasn't considering getting a PlayStation 2 again and, or even getting a PlayStation 1 again. It didn't make sense. Like, why would I do that when I just had a system that could play everything? So I ended up giving them a lot away, giving a lot of them away. So... The, so the only real peripheral I have for the PlayStation 3 was a wireless controller because back then it still had a wired controller that you still could connect. You could use it wirelessly, but you still had to connect it, if I'm not mistaken. But I, had, I bought a big wireless controller, you know, that I really enjoyed um, using. But that kind of that fumbled up a little bit, you know, so... But damn, do I miss my Fat Boy. I really miss my PlayStation 3 Fat Boy. I miss it a lot. It's, ironically, um, my sister, who boyfriend, whose boyfriend had passed, he had a Fat Boy. I don't know if she still has it. I'm going to ask her the next time I see her. Um, she was trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, I might just take it off her hands or buy it off of her. And to see what I can do with it. I might just do that. I know PlayStation 3 just came up with another system update. So I'm going to see what's going on with that a little bit later. But, you know, moving right along. And, of course, I jumped into the next gen of consoles, which is the PlayStation 4. I got Again, I got the first model, PlayStation 4. But I didn't get the PlayStation 4 right away. Um, this is when I started waiting on things that I really wanted to play to come out. I I didn't get more I didn't get PlayStation 4 until Mortal Kombat X was dropping. I think that's when I yeah, that's when I got the PlayStation 4. When Mortal Kombat X was getting ready to come out, that's when I got it. So um But needless to say, I still get a lot of play out of the PlayStation 4. Um it hasn't failed me yet or anything like that. So and there's a fair amount of games that I have for the PlayStation 4 also. Not even just hard copy like on place on the PlayStation console itself um 
Marvel Spider-Man, which I didn't think I was going to enjoy, but I ended up really enjoying after really deciding to get, in, get into it. Soul Calibur 6, which I haven't played in a while. I started it, but I never went back to it. Tekken 7, of course. You know, because it's Tekken, I have to have my Tekken. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, which I've already talked about. I feel like gameplay-wise, it's a fun fun game to play. Some things are a little bit tedious, but I still think Arkham City is the best of the series. My Hero Wants Justice, because this is at a time where I've really gotten into My Hero Academia. So, I knew a game was coming out, and I've gotten that. I haven't really played it since then. So, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to hang on to it. Honestly speaking, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to hang on to it. Um, if I'm not, I don't think I don't think they've announced any other games since then. I know there's a My Hero One Justice Two. I mean, you guys can let me know, but I don't think there's too many My Hero Academia games out there, as far as I know. But um, um, more of course, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, and Mortal Kombat Eleven, of course. All the update was updates with it. Mortal Kombat XL. Mortal Kombat Aftermath, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, and Mortal Kombat Ultimate. So, you know, all the DLC, of course, is with it. Um, the grinding for Mortal Kombat 11 is very, very exhausting. You know, they could have just, they should have just stuck with the system that they were using before, which is where you can either pay for these extra skins or earn them through certain gameplays and stuff. It's a lot. <clears throat> of course... I got into the God of War bandwagon, God of War 2018, and God of War Ragnarok. And as a person who who only kind of played God of War 3, I never really, really delved into the God of War games. But for some reason, God of War 2018 and, by extension, God of War Ragnarok really grabbed my attention. And I really enjoyed those two games. I enjoyed those games a great deal. Because, of course, I have, since I have Spider-Man... Marvel Spider-Man, I of course had to get Miles Morales, which I am not finished with yet. I don't know why. And I'm not the only one that's in this kind of frame of mind of like not finishing Miles Morales just yet. I'm going to. I'm definitely going to finish Miles Morales at some point because I have to. So, but I don't know. <laughs> of course, Dragon Ball Z because anything that's like a Street Fighter game, of course, I've you know, I gotta get into. Which reminds me, I did play Super Dragon Ball Z for the PlayStation 2. I did play that. I thought it was pretty cool, but, you know, no extra, no extra characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, I recently downloaded downloaded Intelligent Cube off the PlayStation Network. So, I've been playing that here and there because that's one of the, I never owned the actual game for PlayStation. I only played the demo. So, when I saw that it was up on the PlayStation Network, I'm like, I'm gonna get it now. Because... I just want to keep playing this. Um, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which I've only played once. I've only played Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed one time. Um, I don't know. Maybe later on in the year or something like that, maybe I'll devote more time to it. But, you know, I haven't. My younger brother has it. You know, he plays with, plays, you know, his kids play it. You know, there's, there's not much else to the game, honestly speaking, in my opinion. And I was super hyped for a new Ghostbusters game, but there's really not much to it. Which reminds me, I do also have Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered for PlayStation 4. So, there's that. Um, Multiverses, which is a pretty cool concept, but I do see, understand why it's kind of dying out and not a lot of people are playing it. Because just the whole entire system is kind of weird. I'm not sure if I'm going to delete it just yet. Because it's free. It was free in the beginning, so I don't know yet, but... 
you know, I originally, I originally downloaded Multiverses so I could play with my niece and nephew, and you know, you know, later on down the line with my daughter, you know, if she ever wants to get into it, but you know, if they do something else with it, maybe I'll consider keeping it. But as of right now, I'm not really sure if I'm going to hang out to it or not. Um, of course, Sonic Mania because it's Sonic. I have to get my Sonic fix, and I I did enjoy Mania a great deal. Um. Sonic Origins is also one too because that's that's practically a remaster of the original Sonic games, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles, and of course Sonic CD. You know, so but interestingly enough, I haven't really played it since I downloaded it first the first time. Considering I downloaded it when it came out. So And um and as a person who's a big Sonic head, you would think that's weird that I haven't really jumped into Sonic Origins. I'm hearing from a lot of people that it's not as great as it could be. I think the one thing that's taken that's taken me out of it is the fact that, you know, a couple of the tracks that are in Sonic 3 and Knuckles are tracks from the what's supposed to be like I guess the Sacred Master version of the game. As you guys know, Michael Jackson, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, you know, was integral in the music portion of the Sonic 3 game. Or Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Well, Sonic 3. Just Sonic 3. He is integral. Like, a lot of his tracks in there. Um, tracks for Carnival Night. Tracks for Ice Cap Zone. Tracks for Launch Base Zone. Yeah, I think it might be those. I think it just might be those stages. No, and Carnival Night. So, yeah. Um, Ice Cap, Carnival Night. Launch Base Zone. And... Wait. Did I get him? Yeah. Ice Cap Zone, Carnival Night, Launch Base Zone. Because there's not, there's not, there's really not that many stages in Sonic Three. There's, um, Angel Island, Hydros, Hydro. I was about to say Hydrocity. Woo, caught myself. Angel Island, Hydro City, Marble Garden. Then right from there, you go into Carnival Night, um, Ice Cap Zone, and Launch Base Zone. So yeah, the last three stages for Sonic Three were actual. Like and from the Sonic Three that you know, were tracks created by Michael Jackson. Um, they removed those because of controversy, of course. Um, and they threw in the original songs created for the game for like the Master System, which I don't really like. I know they fall more into the line with what Sonic is, but just the uh, I just grew up with those those Michael Jackson tracks from the game. I just grew up with those, so. I guess I'm not really looking forward to playing those stages with those musics, but I can get past it to just to get to the Sonic and Knuckles portion of the game, so whatever. Um Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, of course, because duh. Um Batman, the Telltale series, and of course the enemy within, which I thought was an interesting iteration or interesting way to tell the Batman game. I enjoyed it a great deal. I was going to go back and just redo a lot of that stuff again just to make different choices, but I believe they at that point they um they had discontinued the game or something like Something happened with Telltale and they couldn't continue it anymore or something like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Um, the Deus Ex series had been interesting to me for a while. But I never really jumped into it. But, um, interestingly, I saw that, I saw there's a family dollar around a corner from us and Deus Ex was there on sale for like $12. So I was like, you know what? This game looks interesting, so I per I picked the game up, and um, 
I actually am enjoying it. I'm not playing it right now. I let my younger brother borrow it. You know, so, you know, once he's done with it, I'm going to get back into it because I think it's a very interesting story. The Deus Ex story has actually been interesting to me. Um, so, I don't know if there's any other installments after Mankind Divided, but, um, yeah, so, I got to finish that at some point. Um, I've downloaded some indie games, also Absolver was one of them. I thought that was interesting. I did download Sonic Forces because I think Sonic Forces was at one point for free. But I didn't really play it too much. I played it here and there, but not extensively. Final Fantasy VII Remake, of course. And remember, this is at the time Final Fantasy VII Remake dropped around the time of the pandemic. So a lot of us were just at home. You know, couldn't really leave the house. So trust and believe, I was able to just sit here and devote a lot of time to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, same thing goes for Ghost of Tsushima. That's another game that came out around the time of the pandemic. So... I was literally just able to sit here and just immerse myself in the game. Like, I would say between 2020 and now, if there's any game that took up a majority of my time, it was Ghost of Tsushima. Like, even last year, I went back to it just to complete just to complete hard mode. I went back into Ghost of Tsushima and played the whole thing again in hard mode. So, yeah, it's... Ghost of Tsushima is a game that definitely, definitely, you know, hooked me in. It definitely hooked me in. Um, Fighting EX Layer. I remember hearing about this years ago. Um, of course, Fighting EX Layer is um, a game done by Arika. Arika, actually, they're the same people who put, who created the um, Street Fighter EX series. So, it's just characters from just the EX, from the um, Arica, you know, company, of course. So, you know, it was it was like a joint collaboration between Capcom and Arica. So, characters like, you know, Darren Meister, um, Alan Snyder, um, Hakuto, um, Garuda, and my favorite, Kyrie, they're all in this game. I just wish there was a lot more to the game. Like, this was, uh, I think this was like, $10 on a PlayStation Network, so I was like, okay, it's there, and I think Maximilian Dube was talking about it, so, when he was talking about it, I was like, oh, snap, there's a fighting EX player, so, I went in and downloaded it, got it, um, I've played it here and there, but again, like I said, there's not a lot more to the game, I wish there was, and I don't know if at some point there was, but, you know, it's, it feels like an incomplete game to me. I enjoy it, but I feel like there's, there could have been a lot more added to it. There could have been a lot more meat to it. Um, Street Fighter V is an interesting case because I own the game, but the fact that I got to spend so much money for all these other different things, spend money for characters when they should already be there, that's kind of what took me out of it. So I haven't really played it since I downloaded it. I think even my younger brother's in the same boat. Um, he just plays a couple of characters that are available to him, so but he doesn't play it too often. I'm very much looking forward to Street Fighter Six, though. I'm looking much forward to that. So, um, I did download Parappa the Rapper because I never had the full game; only played the demo, and I bought that really just so I could play with my niece and nephew, so they can play. You know, my my niece she loves the game. She's actually really she's actually really good at it. She's better than me and my she's better than me and my wife at it. So, I give her props for that. Um, Friday the 13th um, I only really you know got Friday the 13th so I could play with friends but I haven't really played it since you know games like that don't really appeal to me 
I haven't deleted it yet, so I don't know if I am, but, you know. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World with the arcade game. Um, I remember playing the demo on PlayStation 3. Um, I had always said I was going to buy it, but it was free. It was actually free for the PlayStation Network. If you're on the PlayStation Network, then you know that. Like, every, every month or so, they give you, you know, a free game that you can play. Um, I know I have a couple saved. I believe Jedi Fallen Order is on that list. So I'm probably going to download that at some point because I really want to play that before the next one comes out. Um, but I'm going to definitely jump into the um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because I really enjoyed the movie, so I'm going to get into the game. Injustice 2, of course, because I had to get Injustice 2. I was highly disappointed by the Avengers. Mainly because I thought Avengers was going to be a two-player game. That I, I originally got the game so that me and my wife could play. That's why I got Avengers. But when I found it, it's just a one-player game and there's nothing really new with it. Save for a couple of characters and costumes. So I was like, eh. And I deleted it. I got rid of it. You know, so that was essentially money down the drain. Um, the PlayStation 4 marks my foray into online gaming. Like, heavy online gaming. Um, I would play people here and there and, like, Tekken on PlayStation 3. I did it then. You know, which which is cool. I met some pe cool people to play online and had some pretty good fights on there. But PlayStation 4 was my... I decided that I, when I started doing the content creation thing, when I started doing the YouTube thing, <laughs> I decided I wanted to do some game live streaming gameplay. So I definitely bought the PlayStation camera, the motion sensor camera. I bought the um, PlayStation um, headphones, um, PlayStation gaming headphones that came with it. Um, I even bought an external hard drive just to house a lot of the games on there. I know I haven't done any live stream gameplay in a while, but I'm gonna try to get back to that at some point. You know, so. And those are all the peripherals, actually. I still have my um, standard issue PlayStation 4 controllers. Um, I bought a charging dock on it, so I didn't have to keep it plugged into the cords and stuff. Um, I bought a cooling system for the PlayStation 4 for when I wanna stand it up. I haven't stood it up in a while. But when I used to stand it up, I would keep it in a cooling vent so it could stay cool, so it wouldn't overheat, especially for during the summer. But aside from that, that is my gaming history from my childhood all the way up until now. As far as the future is concerned, um, I don't have a PlayStation 5. Um, I, said it, I said this on Facebook the other day that... Um, I've been getting a lot of emails from PlayStation about PlayStation 5 being on sale. So that leads me to believe there's probably a surplus of systems now. I know for a while it was like very hard to get one. Ever since it, it it's, I think what, PlayStation 5 has been out since what, 2020? <laughs> PlayStation 5 has been out since that long. So I um wasn't in a rush to get one. I just I wanted all the kings to be worked out first of all. I wanted all the kings to be worked out, and there wasn't really anything out that I wanted to that I want I needed to get a PlayStation Five for. I'd originally planned on getting a PlayStation Five for God of War Ragnarok, but when I found out that God of War Ragnarok was coming to PlayStation Four, also I was like, shoot, I could just wait a little bit longer then. I know there are a few games coming down the pipe that I'm going to need a PlayStation Five for. Mainly Tekken Eight, that's for sure. Tekken Eight. Um, Marvel Spider-Man 2. You know, th those are the only two that I can think of right now as to 
why I would need to get the PlayStation 5, but those are not happening anytime soon. And as long as I just keep getting emails from them every so often saying that PlayStation 5s aren't available, I just know that at any point that I need to get one, I can get one. Not only that, but I'm saving money too. You know, there's actually a couple, couple important things that we need to take care of here, you know, before I consider getting a PlayStation 5. And I know PlayStation 5s are not that expensive, so, you know. But, um, there's far more, and there's far more important pressing things to really take care of right now. So, and like I said, <laughs> Spider-Man 2 and Tekken 8, you know, it got a while for that. Just got a while for that, so... You know, once, like I had said, I'll get a PlayStation 5 if they release a Spider-Man 2 bundle, like with like a special um, casing for the console or something like that. Um, I'll probably get a PlayStation 5 then, even if they do a Tekken one, if they do a Tekken, um, Tekken 8 PlayStation bundle, PlayStation 5 bundle, maybe I'll get it then also. Depends on which comes first, but as of right now, I am not in any rush to get a PlayStation 5. No rush whatsoever. Um, I mentioned before that I was thinking about getting the PlayStation Move, but I never bit the bullet. I believe PSVR 2 is either on its way out or is out right now. Um, I go back and forth on whether I want to do the if I want to do PSVR thing. My boy Kevin, who's into that, he he has all the stuff. He has all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm not sure yet. Um, Batman VR, Bat Batman Arkham VR, really interested me. So I was th thinking about getting it then, but I was just like, eh. After I heard about how short the game is, I was like, nah, I don't need to do all that. I don't need to do all that. So, um, I'm still on the fence about PSVR. Still on the fence about that, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll see. But like I said, I'm in no rush for a PS5. No rush at all. Um, I'm good with my PlayStation 3 and my PlayStation 4. So, as it stands right now, I'm in a good spot as far as gaming is concerned. You know. So, I'm going to just keep rocking with what I got for right now. I'm just keep rocking until, you know, those games that I really want PlayStation. I mean, I mean Spider-Man 2 and, of course, um... Tekken 8, you know, once those are close to release, then that's when I'll really start considering getting the PlayStation 5. As for right now, I'm in no rush. And trust and believe, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. <coughs> Throat's a little dry. Um, I will be getting the disc version. You know, you know, I know the... Um, non-disc version is a cheaper version, but I'm the type of person, some things I just like to have in disc form. <laughs> just so I can put on the shelf. But I don't know. Maybe my mind will change before then. Maybe if it's just, maybe if it's more feasible and more of a space saver to just get the um, digital version. Get the digital version. I'll get the digital version. But right now, my eyes are still on the um, disc version of the PlayStation 5. So... We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But other than that, guys, that is my gaming history. You know, so now, you know, a little bit about me, the systems I've owned. You can obviously you can tell that I am a PlayStation guy. And I'm a Sega guy. Um, 
as I said in the description box, maybe this will become a trend. Maybe other content creators or even non-content creators, you know, want to share their gaming history with, you know, with their friends. You know, we have a lot of gamers out there in, you know, the content creation world, you know, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, you know, things like that. They are constantly playing retro games or, you know, modified games and things like that. So maybe... Like I said, maybe this will become a trend of some kind where people give off their gaming history of the games they got, of the games they've played, and the games they currently like to play, and we can get an idea of what kind of games these people are into. So maybe you guys want to start that trend on your own, you know. So, but in any case, that's gonna do it for today's um, special show. Um, as always, the audio for this will be up on your podcast streaming services, so you can give me a listen. You know, Spotify. Anchor, of course, and any other streaming service that you listen to, Apple Podcasts, you know, Amazon Music, things like that. You can find me all over the place. All these things are in the description box. I will definitely be back. Um, who knows? Like I said, I am, I am trying to be consistent, of course. But um, again, and the the um post is still open. If there's something that you would like for me. If there's any kind of episode you would like for me to do on the show, let me know. You know, you can hit, check check my Instagram post out. It's a big symbol. It's, it's a big post with the Dreadlock Blur logo with the with a big question mark in the middle of it. So you can post there. Or you can post in the comments here. You can post me wherever you feel like you can reach me. You know. Um, the next show I'm actually going to do. I don't know, it may not be a show, it might just be a one-off video. I will be talking wrestling, and I'm going to be talking about how I would restructure and repurpose a lot of the WWE pay-per-views right now. Because it seems like they're constantly adding one and taking one away and changing how things are working. So, that's definitely going to be my next video. I've already started putting together notes for that so my next video will definitely be a wrestling video I haven't talked about wrestling in a while so I definitely want to do a wrestling video so that'll be the next one so it'll be like a repurpose and a restructuring of the WWE pay-per-reviews as they stand right now and then of course the weekly wrap-up will be back of course also um just talking about certain things and stuff like that you know and I I look to you guys to keep me in the loop about certain pieces of news that drop and things like that so you know as always, be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, you know, all that good stuff. And I will catch you guys on the next show. I am out. Peace. Yeah.